Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Lewis. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. Speaking of TikTok videos, Jay Truett, that looks like what Andrew Henderson's been doing, twirling and trying to do dances in his car like Chief Philip Whiteman Jr. Of the he North was Indian he tribe. was just spinning around. Yeah, I know. I just, I mean, for a little bit he's sideways and then he's up, sideways up, sideways up. Maybe it's his new workout program. Maybe he just decided to be healthier for the for the fourth quarter. I, I heard him today say he was going keto. I, I've been keto for 10 days. Keto. <laughs> yeah. Do you, know, do you know what? I've been keto for 10 days, and I am starting to feel better, and it is working. And do you know what? I've seen many amazing things in my life, but Jay Truett there, I'll describe it to, to, the, to the listeners. He is, looks like he's in exactly the same room as he was last week, but both Trent and I know he can't be in the same room because he must be in Puerto Rico where all the money is that's been doled out by the Biden administration. Are you not? No, I had just had, I just have one of the people that work for us there to collect it at the dock. Ah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. There no. you go. Because if, if, if you just agree to uh, just take the cash payments only, then you don't have to, you, you don't have to worry about it. It's, it gets there first and then. I should have, I should have known better actually, because it was only a paltry 60 million. It wasn't the 12.3 billion that Ukraine got. So I can understand you're not going there for some loose change. I'm, I, I'm totally understanding that. Well, plus, uh, the guy that, the guy that collects that money does happen to have dark skin. And so he's immediately going to Florida so he can be first in line there as well. Um, because they're going to send the money to, in Florida to, uh, uh, minorities first. So. I, yeah, the whole it's quite, thing. Quite amazing, amazing how the uh, climate emergency only affects people with dark skin more than yeah. people with white skin. I find that quite incredible. But there yeah. you go. Hey, I'll believe anything once. <laughs> well, I, you know, it is just amazing that we get ourselves into these crazy boxes, trying to bend over so far backwards that our head touches the ground, and and it, and then at some point we realize <laughs> that. Everything is upside down to us, you know, and we don't understand why. But yeah, it's just like you know, some people get really jealous because they think some other people are getting things that they haven't got, and that sort of causes these, um, these, I suppose, differences into people's perceptions of what's fair and what's not fair. Just like that Trent Loose mug, mug that I've never seen anything of. Anyway, oh, yeah, no, no like, not only the mug, he's got a cap that matches Andrew. It's like synced yeah, up. I know. I, I and I and I took the appropriate picture to use that to exploit it to no end. But oh, I mean, and I have a tattoo as well, but we won't show no, you that. Don't. You do not have a loose tails tattoo. Quit starting rumors. Uh, I do have a question though. Only, on your tattoo, there's only one O, isn't there? Is that right? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> How long? Can we continue to allow this administration to just dole out money by the billions without people saying enough already? When, when's it going to stop? I think, I think that, it's going to No, go ahead, Andrew. Go on. No, no you, you go first. I, I, well, no, you, 
Hey, listen, let the Englishman would, go first. He's six hours ahead of us. He's got great exactly. insight. Yeah. Well, when you find an Englishman, he'll go first. I'm not an Englishman. You go first. Uh, <laughs> you go first. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, uh, first. I I have some English blood in me, so that I guess he was talking to me. I um, thought so. I thought so. Yeah. No. I listen. The funny thing is, is that uh, maybe the best ranking member of the uh, budget committee in in a long, long time, um, Jason Smith, has been doing a nonstop, as loud as he can, drumbeat about the spending stuff. And it started um, in the last year of the Trump administration as well, right? You have to be honest about when when this true blue, honest-to-goodness spending spree just took off. And that was COVID-directed, et cetera, et cetera. We can... We start making excuses for it when it fits our candidate, but not when we when we don't like how the money was being spent. But we have we have been just spending and spending and spending. And the one person that has called it out is Jason Smith, um, who is the uh, uh, again the 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 chief Republican on the budget committee. I have seen Jason Smith on any television broadcast being interviewed. Uh, about the subject matter, a to- I think a total of four times in wow. two and a half years. And he has been screaming at the top of his lungs. He, they do the best analysis money can buy. They have the best communication strategy that you could put forward. And people literally just ignore it. I can't answer mm-hmm. your question. Uh, and he, well, he I- can, but. I'm going to get a hold of him because I want him to have the fifth opportunity. Right. But I, I want to just also echo something that nobody wants to pay attention to. And Jay Truett just brought it up. Everybody tells me that, oh, I just love Trump policies. Let me remind you that Trump policies had the largest growth in federal government of any administration in the history of the United States. That policy, I until do not this, agree until with. Until this one. Until this one. This one is nine times higher than Trump because I've got, I've looked at the figures. Mm-hmm. This administration has, has made it a crocodile Dundee of spending. I, I agree. And, and that way, was intended way, as way well so that it made lo- well, Trump look good. And Trump was not good. He spent uh, more well, money than sure. any president okay. in history. You're on this, this little American tour of yours. It's a world issue. This It's not just little America. It's not about Trump. See, here's the thing, Andrew. I don't, I don't care what's happening in uh, Thailand. I care about what's happening in Sherman County first. Yeah, well, that's nothing to do. Well, you think it's all to do with Trump? It's not. It's nothing to do with Trump. It's a global uh, plan to take over the world and make people enslaved, and it's genocide. I I agree one hundred percent. I agree one hundred percent. So it's nothing to do with. It's nothing to do with. He's the head slave master. Is my point. I don't agree with you. Anyway, we can we'll, we'll end up down a rabbit hole for both of us. But I'm going to get a hold of Jason of Smith because somebody's got to illuminate this yeah. entire spending issue that's well, got to be stopped. Well, this spending issue has been happening here in the UK and it's happening in um, uh, Europe as well. And what I will say to you is that you, you are hitting you're hitting the dartboard in the bullseye. To be fair, because it's all about to come very very real. Because if Credit Suisse and Deutsche Bank do what is suggested in the media, which is 
they go into uh, um, into administration, then that's when the financial world will crumble because this time the International Monetary Fund will not have the leverage to do what it did in 2008, Trent. So you're about to get the answer to the, the problem that you're just describing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be, and that, and that isn't going to be fixed at some school board. I'll tell you that now either. All spending has to be fixed at the school board and nothing that happens on the federal stage matters. And at this well, point, it, the school boards are does, outspending it, it, it what it, it, the constituents of their school district can afford to withstand. That's the bottom line, the think, immediate think, problem. Do you think the school, board, school boards at Venezuela think that when their currency is worth one three hundredth of what it was a year ago? I'm not. I'm not focused. Really I don't know think. anything about Venezuela other than they're sending Nobody terrorists is. up here to take so us down. But I do know what it takes to keep my county solvent, and it is not a three point nine percent increased budget in 2022, which is now proposed. Well, I'll tell you now. If that 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 dollar will have zero value if what I think is going to happen happens. So Jay, it doesn't matter what the percentage increase is. I, well, so I think there's some there's some truth to what Andrew's talking about from the perspective that the, the, the there's a chance that all these currencies actually just fall. Um, yeah. The, yeah. The, the interesting thing is is that right now the U.S. dollar is worth about twice what it was. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. it has farther to fall, but European currencies and, and Canadian others have already started to collapse. It's Roll Route. We're through the first segment. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more after this. And now we talk about immune health. We talk about health in general. The world's authority on nitric oxide production, Dr. Nathan Bryan, explains. We've got about 14 COVID clinics around the U.S. where we have a, a nitric oxide drug trial going on. I'm exposed to COVID probably every day. You know, pre-COVID, we as humans are exposed to viruses and bacteria every day of our life. That's just the world we live in. Some people get sick. Some people don't. Why do some people get sick and why do others not? It all boils down to their ability to generate nitric oxide and to have certain things replete in their body like vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, selenium. If you're nutrient deficient, you're going to get sick. If you can't make nitric oxide, you're going to get sick. If you do all these things, you can be exposed to to COVID or any other virus and your immune system nips it in the bud and you don't get sick from it. It's really that simple. We're going to change this ordering process up to make it simpler. Go to loosetailsmedia.com. Loosetailsmedia.com. There will be an order mechanism there. And if you want more of the science, I'll get that to you from Dr. Nathan Bryan. Loosetailsmedia.com. It's N-O-2-U. The, the product's the same. The place you get it is different. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose alongside Jay Truitt bragging on his Missouri star is elected. If it, you're going to talk about Vicki Hartzler while you're at it, because she had a successful week last week as well. Hey, listen, Vicki, Vicki is, uh, so number one, I'll just say this. Vicki is a friend. Um, and I probably am, unbi- I, I can't be unbiased about Vicki Hartzler. Um, she is just a friend, has been for many, many years. And so, um, since long before she was a congress congressman or a congresswoman um and and uh, but with that said yeah vicky uh, vicky is a stud i wish she was going to be one the senatorial candidate uh in the state of missouri she's not uh that's okay mm-hmm. um she'll be a great citizen um back in the community 
uh, in this part of the this part of the state. So why? why sorry, why, why would she not be a congress? Sorry, she, why? No, why she, she she uh, she was foregoing her opportunity to run for Congress in order to run for the U.S. Senate seat, of which she came uh, okay. she came up short. And um, it, but it is what it is, right? And and again, it's not. I do believe the election was fair, et cetera, et cetera, as fair as elections can be, and and. Uh, uh, she just got outran by uh, uh, by some some really tough tough running candidates. Eric Schmidt will was it probably a, was be the in, a in a primary. In a primary, yeah, she lost in a primary. Was that a Republican primary or a Democrat primary? No, it's a Republican. A Republican primary, yeah. But I yeah. I, I think someday she would have been a great chairman of the Ag Committee. Mm. And part of the reason is is that she she actually has a farm, right? And that's becoming oh. really rare in Congress. Um, her husband and her have a farm. Um, she has dirt under her fingernails occasionally. They, um, they how to get out and do it. You know, I interviewed her last week, and she oh. said that when she uh, was seated in Congress, that she was one of four mm-hmm. in the co- entire House of Representatives that had a farm that actually was engaged in the business of farming. Think about that. Only four. Yeah. Well, uh, and when you produce so much food worldwide. So to give, to give Missouri props, right. Uh, for that. And I, I mean, again, I'm not trying to tout Missouri over anybody else, but two of those were Missourians, right. Her and Sam Graves. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and Sam Graves at the, at the same time, Sam Graves uh, was taking a, has, held a leadership role on the small business committee for a long time, but also is one of the leaders on transportation and infrastructure. And, and again, agriculture kind of gets left out in a bunch of these discussions because we love to talk about the big stuff, right? What you guys were talking about today on across the pond where we're trying to decide what we're going to fund and what's the strategy for Ukraine, et cetera, et cetera. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, and this is where I kind of split the point between the between the two points you guys were making in the first segment, is, yes, I absolutely am a big believer that everything begins at the county level, and if you don't have sound counties, you won't have sound states, and if you don't have sound states, you will never have a sound yeah. federal government. I get all that. I also understand that we're the big kid on the block, and so somebody has to protect um, some people from bullies and somebody has to be a leader in the world. I got all that too. I'm also a make America first guy. Maybe that makes me like a little psychotic here, but here is, here is the point right, for people, people in rural America versus urban America. And this is not so much anymore about farm versus city. It is about rural and urban America. And it is really easy to get massive spending for infrastructure bills that to build a tunnel underneath the uh, some harbor someplace, right? That takes 20 years yeah. to build and no one can ever prove that any productivity changed as a result of it. On the other hand, we're pulling rail spurs up still across the middle part of America at record speed because the railroad administration can't get their head out of their butt long enough to actually approve projects that are trying to move forward. And so we don't build a manufacturing plant in rural America 
but we do build it uh, somewhere in urban America. And and it, it just oh. it makes no sense to me whatsoever. And that's you just might even the build it. You might even build it in another country. If it's under this administration, it might be built in another country. Yeah. I mean, seriously, when yeah. when you, you ask this question about the, the uh, House of Representatives having four known farmers, um, our new prime minister, and I want to just bring this right to today, our new prime minister, she has done a, a few things that actually amazed me. The first one was, I think I told Trent, she's the first time the agricultural minister is a farmer. So, okay, let's just look at where, where this one goes. So we have been tied into the Agenda 30, the European Union's quango that puts Agenda 30 into every single country in Europe. Even if we're not in Europe, we're part of that. And um, all of a sudden, our minister has said, no, we're not going to be part of this. We're not going to pay farmers to grow trees and and to look after the land and take out dairy farms and take out, we're going to do the reverse. We're actually going to pay farmers to produce food. Now, that's happened in the last week here in the UK. And as you know, she reduced taxes for everybody, including the top rate tax people. And that sent the pound collapsing, as you know, Jack. But on Monday, something very interesting happened. She decided, or her chancellor decided, I think he was told he's going to have to do this, not to uh, reduce the top rate of tax for the highest earners because of the political outfall that she was getting in the community. What did that result in? Well, just by not implementing the tax cut on the top earners, but by giving the tax cuts for everybody else, all of a sudden, the pound is as strong as the dollar. In has been in the last two to three weeks and the euro has started to collapse and do you know why because we demonstrated as a country uk first which the media are melting down over because we're not going in the same direction as, as europe she has decided no we're not going to do that we're going to start to look at food production in a totally different way what's the problem is the rest of those countries in europe it doesn't matter where their school board is. It doesn't matter how they generate their tax. A quango in the European Union run by Ursula von der Leyen will decide where that money spent. Whereas yeah. in this country, it, that decision isn't made. And that's what I'm trying to say. Your federal government can spend 12.3 billion and it doesn't matter what your school board decides. They still spend your money. No, and that don't. needs to be stopped. Yes, they do. They have to. They've been passing it. You all can't grasp this years. because your structure is not like the Constitution of the United States of America. That spending is controlled at the local level. And I'm telling you what's happening. A runaway spending at the local level is causing a greater economic meltdown than what's happening at the federal level. I don't want to give another dollar to Ukraine. I don't want to give a dollar to Florida. Let everybody fix their own. But the only way you fix it and turn it around is make it happen locally first. Because when you always focus on federal, you lost the boat the boat at home but I'm that's how the constitution, is, the constitution is written well where's your 30 trillion debt come from because i can tell you now two-thirds of it have come from the federal government they've not come from the local andrew government. what i'm telling you is that the federal debt is paid for by income tax and if i continue to have a local tax problem i have no income to pay tax on it's that simple 
Okay, so you're saying that even if it is only a third of a third of the total tax bill, that's the one that matters. No, I pay tax if I generate an income. If my income tax, if my runaway spending at the local level erodes all profit, I pay nothing to the federal government. Somebody else, Jay Tripp pays it. Somebody else pays well, it. You're, no, you're wrong because they borrow no. money from the banks. Eventually, you have to pay. No, no. they borrow. Yeah. They do. They, they sell government bonds, Trent. Wake up. They sell government bonds, which you, as a citizen of the United States of America, have to pay sometime in your lifetime through taxes. Yeah. The, the, the point, Trent. I'm I right. Think, I know I'm right. <laughs> no, but the point being, the point being, I think, from Trent's perspective is that if you if you put yourself into if you allow yourself to be put into a perpetual um, non income structure, then you never yeah. really pay any taxes at the end of the day. But that's and not true. No, that's yeah, not it true. is that's true. Not true. It, it is true. It's Andrew. Really that's, well, and we have to take a break. Roll out second segment. Second half happening after this. We truly are at a crucial time when it comes to our energy supplies. We can look at what's happening around the world, but what I prefer to do and. Uh, uh, we'll continue this discussion with Andrew later, but is to focus on what we can do locally. Locally to make sure that we have food and energy supplies. You can waste all your time and energy on what's happening in Russia if you want to, but that's not going to keep your lights on this winter. What is going to keep your lights on is keeping the infrastructure of the Lignite coal business alive and well and functioning. And that's where I was last week, and I saw the light, pun intended, about how we need to continue to grow that infrastructure because we have coal, we have the coal-fired power plants to make it happen, and they do it efficiently. Lignite.com with every bit of this detail plus the environmental sustainability. Lignite.com. Life powered by coal. Welcome back. Rural route, Trent Luce, alongside Jay Truett, Andrew Henderson, into the second half of the program. During the break, I had time to reflect upon the discussion at hand and taxes. So here's the difference. I'm thinking like a small business owner, and small business owners are, are struggling. Small business owners are being decimated. So clearly, yep. the, the challenge is that the powers that be that want to control everybody doesn't want anybody to own a business. They just want you to be a peasant working for somebody. The everyday worker has their taxes automatically removed from their paycheck. So that's completely different than a small business owner, which is dependent upon a profitability. Jay, is that a better compromise? And Andrew, before, before you go, I think I actually was thinking about the same, (laughs) the same subject matter though. And I think we're talking about two different things. So I know. the the discussion that we're having is that that Trent and I are trying to have is about who actually pays the taxes. The discussion you're having is about who owns the debt and who directs the spending. I and, agree. And well, in no, the United I, States, I, I, the debt is it, not auto, the debt is not automatically assigned to to us. We all have to. To pay it, but the only people who ever actually whittle that number down are people who net pay taxes. Okay, well, let, let's just just break down what Trent just said because he's trying to to wriggle out of this. If he had ten employees and he made no money, they all pay tax. And over the next twenty five years, if he made no money, he broke even every year. They would pay 
an increasing amount of tax to pay this debt back that the federal government is 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 um, is uh, charging everybody for all these massive get handouts that they're giving. The fact that Trent himself doesn't pay the tax, I would argue that as well, because I'm sure he puts fuel in his car. And I'm sure that not all the taxes that go to fueling a car are local taxes. I'm They're road sure taxes. Some of them will be, well, they might be road taxes, but that some of them will be federal and some of them will be, they won't all go on roads like they do here. I'm pretty sure you'll find that an amount of it, that's why Biden's been blamed for all this, will, will go to the federal government. So even people that don't physically pay tax, physically pay tax that own uh, local businesses, if they've got employees, their employees pay tax and those taxes will go up. So the cost to the business for those employees will go up, which means that indirectly you are paying their taxes as well. So no matter which way you look at it, this world that we live in, there are people spending our money that we find very difficult to control. And some of them aren't even elected by us. Hence what I said to you about Ursula von der Leyen. And also, I'm going to say it, your own president which i don't was i i actually don't think he was elected either all the people around him so what i'm trying to say to you is that unlike you trent it's not just a local solution it's a difference there is a i, I never once said it was only that, a local solution what i have said yeah, from day one <laughs> is that my priority yeah. is what's happening in my county oh, and, uh, that yeah, is I, my I know, priority You've always said that, but you've also said that the only way to change it is to concentrate on the local area. I don't agree with this. Well, it isn't. It isn't if somebody else is spending your money. And I've just explained how that happens. And so at the end of the day, what we have to do is we have to work locally, nationally and internationally to take these people out of the system. That is absolutely crystal clear to me. And I actually believe we're going to do that. I I believe that's what's going to happen. Because I am seeing more and more of these people being revealed on a daily basis for what they really stand for. And I want to ask you a question, both of you. Do you know what a Zionist is? Do either of you know what a Zionist is? I do. And if you do, okay, well, if you do, do you, be- do you believe you are Zionists? No. No. I'm a United, I'm a Nebraska citizen and a Christian and a believer in Jesus Christ came to save my sins. Yeah, I'm not a Nebraska, so, other than that, ditto. <laughs> okay. You don't want to claim Nebraska? Hey, you'll have less of an income tax problem because our okay. property taxes okay. will take care of that. <laughs> okay. So uh, my definition of Zionism, I think I am a Zionist, given that I've looked at the definition, is that I believe that the... Uh, Judeo-Jews should have a homeland. Um, and I believe that homeland should be as close as it can be to where it all started in, in Palestine and, and in, in that part of the Middle East. I believe they, they had their own country and I believe that they should always have their own country. Just like we be- you believe you, you should be a Nebraskan and I believe I should be a, uh, somebody from the United Kingdom. I you know, people say Zionism it doesn't sound like a very nice word, but it just means that you mean you think that the Jewish community should have a homeland. And I think every Christian would agree to that. I would have thought so anyway, that they should have a homeland. They have a, you know, it's a bit like a Methodist or a, so a Baptist. You, or so then you, you know? subscribe to the theory that Chief Whiteman Jr., tribe of the Northern Cheyenne tribe, 
should have Nebraska back? Um, not necessarily, because I'll explain that as well. If he can live within his uh, religion, within a country that that allows him to carry out his religion and govern his own people, then I don't see a problem with a, with with people having a joint existence, as I don't see a problem with Palestinians and and Israel and Jews living together either. So not necessarily. What I'm saying is though that originally that 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 was the homeland of the Jews, just like you know originally you're saying that this was that was the homeland of the Indians. What's your view on that? Do you think the Indians shouldn't have any any rights on their homeland? What do you think? Uh... Well, no, I, I think this is a very complex issue that I'd love to dive into in great detail because uh, we came in and we were stronger. We we took their land away from them. But I do not believe by placing them on a reservation, we've done them any service whatsoever. We talk about liberty and freedom, but their liberty and freedom has been restricted. And that was intended. And what I also see is that that same model is now being uh, because the whole deal about the, the the settlement of the West was about land and who controlled the land. And now we're at the point in time when I can relate to the American Indian losing its land more than ever, even though they didn't own particular segments. It's all about who controls the land. And so now we are partnering with those individuals that lost the land previously to say, look, this is a challenge going forward. But I want to be very clear. I have very dear friends because I lived on an Indian reservation for five years that did not succumb to the reservation model and had everything stripped from them. They're very successful business owners that continue to go forward and live in the, the the environment that was brought to them. You had two choices. You can say you can go there and just succumb and take everything that's given to you, or you can find a way to fight and make it better for you. And more importantly, the next generation. And that's who I choose to identify with. Yeah, well, first I, of all, you're, you're gone. Jason. No, I, carry on. Go. So, and again, I think uh, uh, from my perspective, um, I think I think this whole idea about like trying to create a protected nation uh, in 1947, 48, um, and again maybe in 64 and 67 and 71, whatever. Right? Um, we could we could have this discussion about Israel, but Israel is uh, is fine and dandy and standing on their own two feet, and I trust uh, I trust a higher power is going to monitor that at that point. So I I don't really see that I that we need to put them in any specific protected class above or beyond anybody else. No, no, no. I, 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 I was talking about purely about the principle of it, Jay. Yeah. I'm not just no, that, I, that, I don't, that, I don't think you can a, separate the two. You're, yeah, you're talking about controlling their life. Yeah, no, and I think I never that said, is I never point. said control at all. I said whether they should have their own nation state. I never said about control at all. The, the, control. The, the, idea, the idea that somehow or another – um, um, that I, that I think the United States or me as a citizen of the United States needs to be engaged in some sort of a protective class for, for anyone would, it, it just begs the question. And again, you guys kind of delve into it. There's no end, there's no end to this discussion, by the way, um, because the Cheyennes took that land away from somebody else. Absolutely. Um, at some point. 
and and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? We're 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 never going to completely eliminate um, uh, these these transitions that take place in the world. Um, the the world map changes every couple of years, right? If you have a globe that's ten years old, it doesn't look the same as it does. Yes, that's very true. That's and, very true. But surely, surely, there's a difference between a country and the right to buy and sell land. I I, I get you. I agree with you. It's a, a very deep subject. But I'm the question I'm asking you is that when Trent says, "Well, we were stronger, so that's why we took," you know, the the English came into America. Eventually, the indigenous Americans, because that's what I would call them by then, because obviously in 1776, they said, no, we're not having the control of the British anymore. And between you, 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 you've won your freedom for your own nation. Now, uh, of course, uh, what I'm trying to say is, and that's what I'm trying to say now, is that um, I don't think stronger is the word now. I think uh, every man, woman and child is, is equal amongst God. That's your religion. And so if that is the case, then I agree with patriotism in terms of a country. But land is free to be sold and, um, and, and in ownership of individuals while they live on this planet. And so I think the two things are quite separate. I think, you know, I but what I am. So what I'm trying to say to you is that I'm, I'm, a, I'm looking at what so I think people should be free to to if they want, for example, Scotland says they want independence i don't particularly think that's wrong if enough people say that that's what they want and it's a majority and they have a vote on it that's fine providing it's a fair vote and it's a legal vote that's fine i just find this whole thing where we talk about um money there are other people in other countries deciding how other countries spend their money and how much they spend of it that's where i've got a problem Agreed. That's it's what I'm it's roll route. I've got a problem. It's called the clock. We'll be back for the last segment after this. Yeah, let's talk about beef and in particular certified Piedmontese beef. The opportunity for cattlemen to be more of a price maker instead of a taker. Now you can't. You, I mean, you're going to get the price of the local conventional market plus one hundred and eighty dollars. That gets you and I both closer to the consumer's food dollar and what the consumer is paying, and that's what Lone Creek is all about, spreading that distribution a little more evenly than what we have taking place. Because the truth of the matter is, if we don't, as cattlemen, particularly cow-calf producers, get paid properly, who's going to make the calves? Who's going to make the calves that produces the beef? Certified Piedmontese understands all of that and has continued to make it work to the tune of 25,000-plus head per year. We need Great Plains cattlemen to be a part of the system. In order to find more information, go to LoneCreekCattleCo.com. LoneCreekCattleCo.com. You'll find a phone number. Call and say, hey, what's Trent talking about? Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Lewis alongside Jay Truitt. Andrew Henderson checking in from across the pond. Hey, before I lose this, Jay, obviously you missed Vicki Hartzler on Trent on the Loose and for those that might not have been paying attention, the the success story she had last week was that she got Secretary of Agriculture Tom Bilsack to agree with her and a group of representatives that the EPA was overstepping their bounds and trying to eliminate crop protection programs, chemicals that have been in existence for 65 years working flawlessly. And uh, so that's a major success story. 
Yeah. Uh, I want to shift gears a bit because Andrew, yesterday I mentioned that there was a Supreme Court something or another going to happen. And then I was reminded of what it was when the day unfolded. The whole waters of the U.S. Yeah. is presented in front of the Supreme Court. Jay, what's what's your prognosis on this? Uh, so what was you it? Know, so first of all, the big the big controver- the, the 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 opening controversial statement is from our newest uh, member of the the court, Miss Brown, um, making a comment that potentially. Um, the way she looks at it is whether or not the agency should have been even more encompassing and saying that not just the stream bank or the street water's edge was uh, the responsibility or under control of the United States, but whatever contributed to that waterway. So now we're back to a wow. that actually started um, um, maybe 25 or 30 Absolutely. years ago when the Sierra club first made their pitch that all the waters and we came up with these big watershed maps and literally every acre in the United States is in a watershed. The water either hits a piece of ground and it rolls one direction or another. Both directions are a watershed to some place. And so it it just opens a, a, a crazy door. I do think, let me say this right away. I do think that she's in the extreme minority on the court. I think there might be only two or three members of the court that would agree with that. I think there's another two members of the court that are going to agree with the idea that EPA has the authority to reach out onto private land and and touch waters that impact um, national waterways. And I think that could extend all the way up to little bitty creeks uh, that run through our property, including the ones that's dry right now. Um, But I do believe the majority of the court will rule that um, private property uh, reigns at the end of the day. Listen, guys, guys, you've lost me a little bit. So what you're saying is so far there's just been a comment wave made, no decision has been made. Is that what you're saying? No decision. They're gonna. They're here in the case right now. Oral arguments were made yesterday. Yeah, yeah. They started yeah. the. the and, case. And, and for those that might not be up to speed, the the word that the only thing that Jay left out was there's a word that has been our protection as landowners, and that word is navigable. So in the current EPA, if there are navigable waters, they are in complete jurisdiction of the the federal government. If they're not navigable waters, like a puddle in your driveway, then that's not under the jurisdiction. And the whole message, and Jay, actually, I now think I understand why there was, I never understood, and I I verbalized this minimally because I didn't want to plant seeds, but it's not like I'm going to plant a seed, it's going to matter. Of all the government intrusions and executive orders that Biden has signed since January 2021, he never touched waters of the U.S., and yeah. I never, I never understood that because nothing is more intrusive. I mean, thirty by thirty, CRP, nothing is more intrusive than waters of the U.S. And I now think, as after yesterday, they were just buying time to get this in front of the Supreme Court to kind of flush it out to know how to go forward. And because this is the key to losing our property rights. Period. I agree. I and so listen, I'll throw something out that's even more controversial and. Over the last year, it ha- last year original bill was introduced. Ronnie Jackson, I think, out of Texas did it, um, and uh, Tupperville did one in the Senate over foreign ownership of land. 
in the United States as well, right? And I listen, I understand the conversation. So and and I don't undervalue the importance of us having this conversation. But when you read when you read those pieces of legislation that have been proposed to date and how this conversation has taken place to date, it is that the cyber cybersecurity and intelligence agency of the United States would record the ownership of the property and begin to to identify uh, who are the property owners in the mm-hmm. United States, right? And and just the idea that the federal government needs to be involved in most of this conversation, um, uh, I, I abhor the whole idea. I, 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 I understand. I, I understand why we wouldn't want to do that. If I'm selling a piece of property, whether it's one acre or one million acres, I want the highest bidder to buy that property. And if as the seller, that's my goal and objective. If it happens to be a Canadian entity, it's hmm. a Canadian entity, right? And well, I, we got a case in point for that. We have two in North yeah. Dakota. Campbell Farms sold their property, which spanned over two counties, and the highest bidder at thirteen point five million was Red River Trust. Red River Trust is a subsidiary of Bill Gates. Yeah. So, do you hold it against? Campbell Farms for selling to the highest bidder? No. I don't. I I mean I and I'm not I don't know. I don't I can't tell you that I sit here. I I have a quandary. I understand the dynamics that people are are concerned mm-hmm. about, right? And keeping land in production and not having idiots owning land. But uh uh what's his name that started the Clinton News Network, you know, um Ted Turner. Had, what was his name? Turner. Ted, Ted yeah. Turner. Yeah, Ted Turner. He bought ranches all over America as well at one well, point. Kevin Costner owned. Well, Ted Turner, to your point, is still the second largest landowner in the United States. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, I, I, do I like it? No. Um, am I more? I, I am deeply concerned about the concept of us having some federal entity to decide whether or not I can own land or not. And if I can pay for it, I should be able to own it. Yeah. What happens when I get on a, a terrorist watch list because of my religious and political beliefs? Which is Am coming. I going to be able to buy and or even retain ownership? Are they going to auction my land off? Mm-hmm. Right? Where does this go? Well, uh, to your point, if you think you own your land... You're kidding yourself. Try not to pay your property tax for a couple yeah. of years. Yeah, yeah. You own it for about twenty four months at most. Yeah. Right. I so which, the, which Jay to the point and Andrew has disappeared, but it's really not any different than the conversation between the warring tribes. They were trying yeah. to find a way to take land away from those who had it, and now we're we're still fighting for the same scenario. We're just looking yeah. at all of the strategies that are coming to take the land away from us. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing it via law and court now right. instead of just uh, going going in and slaughtering uh, slaughtering our next door neighbor. I and and, and again, the w- what what spurred this conversation were some Chinese purchases of property in a couple of places. Right, I do understand that there were some purchases that were made 
that made it easier for Chinese people, a person of, of Chinese national origin, to, to have access to some, some uh, uh, military um, tools and military space. That uh, Clearly, we have to deal with national security issues. But to say that all private property in the United States um, is going to be recorded in a way that we're going to evaluate and try to judge the owners to determine their value and their ability to not impair the national security. If you think that doesn't go too far, then you Mm -hmm. haven't paid attention to what went on with the Patriot Act and what a nightmare it is that now the United States government regularly, through the U.S. Postal Service, through uh, the SEC, through uh, every every agency out, even outside of our own intelligence agencies, is spying and monitoring on U.S. citizens to try to determine whether or not we're the right type, right? And I use air quotes for that yeah. to, to own that. Well, today the measure is: Are you Chinese or not? Right. That's what the concern is. But we just saw we've just watched what's happened when the deep state uh, decided that they wanted to take on Donald Trump. Well, if that were me or you, Trent, that had to take that onslaught that Trump has has had to take. I don't know. Last time you and I visited, you didn't have one hundred and twenty two lawyers at your disposal. Right. I don't either. But and nothing, nothing's changed just in case yeah. you're curious. Yeah. Yeah. Only got like 20. <laughs> yeah. I can't pay them. But the I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest about what we're actually giving up in exchange for that one trade. Right. And it mm. is the juice worth the squeeze. And this is back to your local conversation. The, the You know, uh. I get a little I get a little weirded out when counties try to overpower state law and I get a little weirded out when states try to overpower uh, federal law but I only get weirded out because I know that it forces that that it forces people to have like these really tough conversations not that it's wrong if that makes sense yeah. because sometimes well, you do know best I, I don't miss any opportunity to talk to my house of representative Congressman Adrian Smith, I don't miss an opportunity to talk to my senators Ben Sass and Fisher, Fisher, Turncoat Fisher. But my priority is in Sherman County and what I can get done, because there is the place I can control the most, and that's what the founding fathers saw. And I'm just going to throw this out here, Jay, because you made me think of it this week, or it was actually last week now in Africa the court system actually ruled that kill the boar, the song that they sing about killing white folks who own farms and taking it from them was not hate speech. And since that ruling came about eight people have been murdered on their farms and another 12 maimed. There's not even a good word for it. So I just evil is still present around the world is the moral of the story, probably more so than ever. We've successfully journeyed down the road, connecting food producers to food consumers. That's the moderate thing compared to what Jay was saying earlier, not rural and urban, food producers, food consumers. And all three of us remind you that all roads do lead to a rural route. 
The Wall of Honor continues to pay tribute to those local heroes. You can call them hometown heroes, whatever you want to call them. There is a system to say thank you. And the businesses that have the Wall of Honor present, it's a virtual screen. You put up the monitor and you put the local heroes. Go to thewallofhonor.org to check it all out.